Hey everybody, what's up? Sagi here, and today on the show we have Mike Forrester. Now this is an incredible human being, such incredible human being that every time we tried to record this podcast, we ended up just talking for an hour and a half. So it took us like three times in order to get this interview in. So in this interview, we talk about so many important topics, including the word F formations. Have you heard about that? And including what it really takes to break out of your old self into your new self. Mike definitely had a lot of struggles coming up and still facing a lot of demons. So this is an amazing interview. He has an incredible story and I just can't wait to share with you. Let's begin. Everybody, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Commit First podcast. And today on the show, we have Mike Forrester. Mike, what's up, man? How are you doing, my friend? Dude, all good. Um, and it's so it's so I just I'm gonna share it right now. We had uh, booked this episode <laughs> two weeks ago, and we said we'll have the episode, and then you know we recorded. We went on a call, and we ended up talking for an hour and a half. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and not recording anything and then we said okay okay no problem you know it was a good conversation we're happy with it let's re, re let's reschedule and we scale, rescheduled for for an for an hour before now just we started talking and then an hour went by and we're like wait a second we <laughs> we did it again we did it again um so just to say i'm happy that we decided to go on for another 30 minutes uh to record this podcast episode right now because i think you know, first of all, yeah, it's going to be short, but it's also going to be practical. Second of all, no problem. We'll bring you back on the show and we'll have another episode. Um, and also we said we'll have this like kind of like mutual episode where uh, you have your podcast and you'll share, uh, you know, an episode on your podcast. I'll share an episode on my podcast. So we'll have a lot, of, a lot of time to talk. And also everybody here listening right now, you guys can hear us talk now, hear us talk on Mike's podcast. Mike, by the way, uh, what's the name of your podcast? Living Fearless Today. Living fearless today, so you should definitely go check that out later as well. And um, and so, all right, Mike Forrester is an entrepreneur um, coming from the from the IT world, um, and uh, let's say tech geek. Like uh, <laughs> we're both coming from tech, and we're geeks, so we're tech geeks now talking here. Um, but but you know, living for the entrepreneurial space and and the coaching space um, to lead men into changing their lives and changing their uh, past them into their future them. Um, and I think this is what this episode is going to be about. It's about how do you change your past patterns and become the person you want to become in the world today? And I think, Mike, no one is more credible than you to talk about that because you've been through major uh, changes recently, like changing your entire life, your entire mindset and, 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 and health you know, into what you are doing today. Can you give us a background on how you grew up Sure. So as far as I grew up, you know, my dad was in the Navy. Um, when he retired, we settled in uh, California. And so my dad really struggled in that transition because he couldn't find a job. And from that, he just ended up being the most passive person, mm. um, which was unfortunate because, you know, he has two sons, my brother and I. And so the pattern wasn't set out there, but my mom, from her background, she was paranoid schizophrenic. Um, 
And she brought a lot of pain, unfortunately, from her upbringing. And so the two of them had a lot of strife. They grew up manipulating each other and then transferred that onto my brother and I. Well, we picked up those patterns, (laughs) took took that into the way we lived, but then also how you know, we brought that into our relationships, both with our wife and our children. Right. And um, yeah, so it was a, a lot, lot of toxicity. Of What's that? A lot of toxicity. Right? There was a lot of toxicity. Um, yeah. You and I have talked about some of the trauma that went on uh, from my childhood within there. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was coming from, you know, them being afraid, them not feeling like they're adequate, you know, just not measuring up for themselves, but then how they played out. So yeah, um, my brother and I inherited that. Yeah. So so just to kind of focus and highlight on a couple of things you shared with me, um, you know, if it's okay, feel free to share and feel free not sure. to share whatever you know. So there's a couple of things that came up to me. Um, this show is about building the habits to success and, and, and these habits, even if they're hard, how do you work through and build the habits that you need for success? How do you do what you need to do to succeed and build the life that you want? And how do you come and, and, you know, improve your mindset to become the person you want to become? You had to deal with so much, um, you know, trauma, um, and from past events, um, and I know there's people listening that also have to deal with that, but I just want so that's why I want to highlight a few of your things. Um, I want you please to tell about one, the food in the fridge example, two, yeah. the cold showers example, and three meditation example, if you, if you would. Sure. So understand this stuff only came about when I had helped to address it and grow through it to be at a place to come to the realization of, of these things, right? So I had right. to address at a base level. But as far as the fridge, for me, security came from having a full refrigerator, a full like standalone freezer and a full pantry just stocked with food. That was when I felt okay. That was when I felt secure. It wasn't until like, I'm going, why is this? Why does, why does this emotion occur? Why do, why do I have a problem when we're not stocked up? And it wasn't until I went back and realized that as a child, my parents would put a chain and a locker around the fridge. And from that, I didn't have access to food. Well, now I have access to food. And once I had access to food, then it's like food gone wild. You know, it's like, you know, I'm overweight. Well, guess what? When my metabolism slowed down, this is what happened. But it was that difference of having food in the fridge everywhere around and the crazy thing is soggy. I could have food sit in the freezer for five years. It's no longer good to eat, but it's seeing it and that spatial awareness that there's food there that created the, the false sense of security for me. Um, yeah. So, I mean, from that now, more recently, um, I have tried doing the whole Wim Hof, you know, take a cold shower and, and create that um, resilience in yourself. Yeah. Well, I struggled to get past like that 30 to 60 second mark. But the crazy thing was, as a teen, I would go down to the beach in San Diego in the winter without a wetsuit. Dude, it's yeah. cold. 
and I'm swimming around for 30 minutes, no problem, because my mind is focused on having fun and, and just enjoying myself. Yeah. But it wasn't until two weeks ago that we were talking about Wim Hof and, and cold showers that that it was like I came to the realization when as a teen, because my mom was paranoid schizophrenic, she wouldn't allow the landlord to come into our rental to repair the water heater. And from <laughs> sorry, that, sorry, it Mike, was, one second. as, as yeah. you can, as you guys can see, my, my kid is here and interrupting us. <laughs> sorry. One second. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Yeah. I think, I think I'm not even going to cut this out, but you know, that's what happens. We're, we're all dadpreneurs here. It's all good. Um, but yeah, that, um, it's so, real life, man. Real life, real life. All right. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Okay. No, you're good. So from her fear and, you know, like her thought in her paranoid, you know, schizophrenic um, mindset, she didn't want somebody coming into the house. So as a teen, we didn't have a water heater. We just had the option of either a cold shower or boiling water, you know, on the stove to then mix it with water and and take a washcloth bath. Hot tub. Well, or how's it called? Yeah. Hot tub. Yeah. So it was, it was one of those of, you know, you, you, you either took us like a sponge bath, so to speak, Mm -hmm. or you jumped in a cold shower. Well, it wasn't until the realization that it's like, oh my gosh, I'm still seeing this as a forced option. Like this, this is the, the childhood situation of being in a cold shower, which I hated. But once I've been able to reframe that and come, I came to that realization, I was just like, okay, great. Now I know that's there. Let's step in. I'm doing better in it. Have I gotten to where I want? No. But the thing is, I'm now free from the unrealized impact and I can consciously work on improving it from there and addressing it. Um, What was the third thing again? Meditation. 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 Okay. Yeah. So meditation yeah. is one of those for me, just trying to calm my thoughts, but it, it's like, um, my mom, that was one of her things that she tried to practice. Yeah. And so there was like an association that I wasn't picking up on that we yeah. would negatively, you know, as a kid, like my neighbors and I would, would make fun of my mom for her meditation, meditating. And so once I'm trying to do it, it's like, you know, if it finally surfaced and it's like, oh, wait a minute, I made fun of her in this behavior. Now I'm trying to do it. Okay, wait a minute. And the lights go off. And, and it's a matter of just separating out the emotion from the, um, from the current day environment. Yeah, man. So it's it's like three things, three examples, you know, that of, of like past kind of trauma or perceptions that you had that you they were buried so deep you didn't even know about them so like just right. just come and think about that it's like gets me thinking and gets good of oh, you thinking guys like what's what do you have going on that it w- was not processed or maybe it was you pushed aside in your brain that you didn't even think about what do you solidify from or you know what do you not want to do when it comes to good habits that maybe affected by some childhood trauma that you had or some some kind of things where just you know in your as a child you did not you know you had pushed back on or you had a bad experience with so i mean i that comes to show 
we all have things that we don't even remember that happened that might cause us to be one way or another, to behave in one way or another. Um, so yeah, definitely, I think it's a great, great um, example, three examples there. And the meditation thing, you know, when we talked about it, it didn't, like it came out for you the same time we talked about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Um, it's, but I mean, it's like that stuff's there. We just have become so accustomed to it. Yeah that it sits below the surface and we're just like, okay, it's there. And you just numb out to it. And it's not until you kind of dig in and go, ah, okay. Light bulb moment. And then you can address it. Right. Right. I mean, it's, uh, man. so, <laughs> so I, you know, another thing that interested me back then, like I'm just trying to kind of like highlight different parts of our, of our mm-hmm. longer conversation um, is like, okay, so you made these changes. What, at one point you were toxic, you were negative, you were uh, complaining about everything. You were on a downward spiral, like downward hill, right? Like, um, I think everything's kind of like a snowball, either uphill or downhill, you know, like mm-hmm. our lives are either downhill or uphill and there's not in between. And you were definitely downhill. What made yeah. you change? Um, so at moment? the time, I mean, I was very... I was working out of fear, feeling no self-worth, no self-value, confidence, anything like that. And the problem was I was afraid to ask for help because it would make me look weak, you know, just compound and solidify Mm -hmm. that, that whole lack of ability. Right. And as guys, we want to be confident. We want to be seen as capable and So it took me getting to a point where it's like, this is who I want to be. And if I'm in control, which I keep saying I am, why is it that I'm down here? You know, I'm the one that's doing this stuff. Okay, you're down here. This isn't adding up. And so I watched some guys at work. You know, this is when I was working within corporate. I saw some guys and I'm like, gosh, you guys are much further ahead. And they were younger. That, that even compounded it, you know, where uh, it's like, yeah. great. Um, so they have the life I want. I'm further down the line. And it was like ask, being able to ask them questions. And then from there, to taking that step and realizing, hey, it didn't die. Nothing life-threatening happened. You know, yeah. you, you always make it worse in your mind. But it was yeah. asking for help and getting, getting coaching, getting counseling, mentoring to help me see what I had blinders on. And I mean, when you're like this, you can't see the stuff in you, right? Yeah. And it's so- interesting, it came from within though. You know, that's like in your case, it came from within, from within because we also talked about like, how do you, and I guess a lot of people right now listening have this question. How do you deal with toxic people in your life? Whether in your family, mm-hmm. your spouse, like whatever, like, you know, whoever in their life is like toxic, how do you deal with them? And one of the things yeah. that we talked about last time, like, wait, like, you had this somehow a cure or, you know, this like epiphany or whatever, like it was, whereas it has to come from within the toxic person to be, to understand yes. they want to change and make that decision. Right. It, you, there's nothing anybody else can really do to, to make yeah. that happen. You, you can't change somebody. Nobody can right. change you. You right. have to be the one that accepts to make that change. Like if you tell me, you know, Hey Mike, you need to do X, Y, and Z. 
I still have the ability to say no. Mm-hmm. It's not until I buy in and I say, yes, I need to do this stuff. And as right. kids, we're more impressionable. That's where a lot of my beliefs about myself and how I behaved came from. You know, when yeah. you're told you're a mistake, you're not worthy, you're never going to amount to anything. And that kind of compounds and drives you. It's not until you get to a breaking point where you're either like, this is who I am. And, you know, you you decide not to improve or you get to that point and you go, I'm done. I need to ask for help. Or you're, you know, you're asking point. for a hand up in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Once I got that hand up, then it was easier to take the next step and make those changes that it's like, oh, hey, I don't have all these things figured out because you want to be able to function. But if you can't see it, dude, it's like it, it's like the strongman competitions, right? You're going through life and you're pulling the bus, but you don't realize the bus is there and you're wondering why you're not completing, you know, the 5K in time. It's like, which, which competition are you in and what are you pulling? Yeah. And so a lot of that emotional baggage, that emotional weight was just there. And I didn't realize how to address it until I asked for help and got somebody's input. It's just like going to the gym unless my I'm trained in it. I need a trainer to tell me how to do it. Right. And that was really where the stuff started to change that allowed me now to be in this space where I can look back and talk about those three different, you know, epiphanies is because I did the heavier work in the beginning to clear enough junk away to see those. And so it's, it's almost like a snowball effect, you know, you get to see more and more stuff and you're just pulling layers off as you go along. So, um, yeah, yeah, but you gotta, you gotta be able to, to ask for help. You've got to be willing to say, what do you see and not be defensive, which that took time and learning too. (laughs) No, definitely. I mean, I wonder like, what what do you suggest to anybody here now, like wanting to change their own patterns and, and to break out into a better human? Um, I would say first, have a couple people around you that you trust. Mm-hmm. It's it's having people outside of yourself that can see it from a different perspective. Yeah. And you need to be able to hear what they say. Don't get defensive don't default to those beliefs, hear what they have to say and weigh through it. If that's a coach, a counselor, friends. Okay. But make sure they're in a better place than where you feel like you're at, right? You don't want to ask your peer who's down in the mud with you. Hey, how do you see me that has a negative perspective? It's not going to get you to where you want to go. Ask somebody that's, that you trust that's further ahead and in a better position. Um, and be willing to ask the hard question, you know, is this true? Okay, it is. Now what? No, it's not. Okay, you know, then address it from there. Um, One of the hardest things I think that I did beyond asking for help was probably putting a boundary around for the people that I knew that were toxic around me. Um, And so there's a a great book called uh, Boundaries that I read through. It was awkward, very uncomfortable implementing at first, but it was one of the best things I did 
because it gave me the space to work on myself to heal and grow without having that constant um, negative influence. And like I've shared, you know, you can imagine that was putting a boundary around the, the amount of time and influence that my parents had on me um, and my, and my family, you know, wife and, and three, four children at the time. So what would you say are your tips for developing a more positive mindset in general? Because I think we all struggle with like, you know, yeah. the inner, let's call it the bitch voice or the complaining voice and struggle with critique and, and, and you know, kind of like, yeah, what do you suggest can help? Um, one is, is recognizing it and go and just being able to hear the voice mm-hmm. um, and go, no, that's not at all the truth, you know, it's being able to differentiate truth from, from falsehood. But second is then reaffirming or speaking the truths that you want about you to yourself. So I use affirmations, affirmations and gratitude, um, you know, and just even think about it in like a wheel of life aspect. Like I've got a specific format I go through but you can pick it up from like a wheel of life where it's like, what do you want about work? What do you want about family? What do you want about yourself? And um, just creating true statements about yourself in those areas, because so often it can be like, um, you know, Oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not skilled. Right. I'm an idiot. Like how many self um, deprecating statements do we say and just not realize them so it's like you need to be conscious of them catch them and then create positive statements you're saying about yourself as well yeah man i mean okay so before we talk about f formations for a sec and we can go deep that and that route for a sec we have just like let's try to um talk for a second about the the, so i really believe that what we say and talk about is definitely changing the way we live our lives so Mm-hmm. um it's our words that define our reality and it's funny because when you speak out something it works because your ears regularly like your brain receives things from your ears and so when you speak it out your brain just basically goes back it's like oh okay got it only when you speak it out right but if you speak out negative stuff then your brain will basically you know receive the negativity by the way there's a great book on that topic called chatter Chatter is mostly about the inner critic we have, the inner voice. But there's right. like some great tips over there on how to improve your inner chatter. So it's a great book as well, Chatter. Um, and um, and so like changing that, whatever you say, when someone asks you, hey, how's your day been? And you had a shitty day. Don't say, oh, my God, my day is shitty. It sucks. You know, like that. Like even avoid that. And and one tip that I got um, from Pat Flynn, actually, like it, like when we talked about on, on the podcast and he said, um, we talked about like, I don't remember how we got to it, but we talked about mm-hmm. positive mindset and, he, and, um, and he gave me a tip. He said, like, every time you have a bad day and it starts, you know how bad days just start and go in chains of like bad events. Yeah. Just instead of manifesting those bad events, when the first bad event happens, negative something event happens, you should say, this is going to be a great fucking day. It's going to be a great day. I'm going to like, it's going to be an amazing day. Yes. You know, I can't wait for this day. And when you do that, then it basically changes the entire trajectory of the day and becomes a positive day. 
And it actually worked ever since. Like every, every time I get, ever since I never had a bad day. Every time something bad happened in the morning, I manifested good things later in the day and not, you know, stopped it, stopped the chain of events, the chain right. of events. So, I mean, I think what you're saying is very important. Change how we speak to ourselves outside, like, and how we speak to others, like on the outside, also on the inside, like our inner conversations. Um, and we all feel like, oh, I'm dumb or I'm not good at this or I can't have this or why are others having that? And, and that's where affirmations come in, you know, and, and I would love for you to explain to us about affirmation. Well, and, and I don't know about you. We'll jump back when you were talking about those, like those things you say, it, it can be something as innocent as you drop the milk and you go, well, that was stupid. It's mm, like, you yeah. gotta be really careful. It's like, that was unfortunate yeah. or oops. You know, you know what I mean? It's like something yeah. not so toxic to yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Talking about the affirmation. So this is something that Noah St. James came, came up with and, and discovered is that we're asking ourselves questions. So I think we all know like affirmations are like, I am statements, right? It's, it's talking about yourself in a, in a positive. I am a millionaire. I am. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of stuff. Exactly. Well, Noah's thing was, why am I a millionaire? You know, like it's asking questions to give your mind the opportunity to then give you an answer. Mm -hmm. So it's just like when you watch a movie, you watch a, a TV show and they leave a cliffhanger and your brain's like going, what happened next? You know? Yeah. And so you're prepping your mind to look for how is it that I get there? You know, what am I doing? And so right. you're, you're creating this, this opportunity for your mind to look for these answers. Almost like when you're in the shower and that idea kind of comes to you just randomly, yeah. you're setting the groundwork for that. And so affirmations um, can bring about ideas, possibilities, you know, methods of, of getting to where you're wanting to, to get to down the road that you may not have thought about, even though you've sat there and studied, how can I get there? It's just like out of left yeah. field, here comes this idea. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, now you have a solution that you were unaware of at the time. Right. So I, they're just great for setting the stage for expanding, um, let, let's so let's give an example again. Or right, so let's say I am a millionaire. Money comes to me easily and without great hassle. So we would say that something like, "Why am I a millionaire? Yes. Why does money just seem to just come of abundance without great hassle?" Something like that, right? Yeah, you're you're creating it with a why statement. Yeah, because that's putting it back to your your mind, your brain to say like, "Okay, look for a solution," exactly. and. So I'm, I am that millionaire, but why is it that I'm here and why am I able to do this stuff? So you're setting the stage. Awesome. And, and there's also the book Affirmations by Noah St. James. I think we recommend just like three really good books here on this, on this very short episode. So it's really good. You guys have a lot of reading power now uh, to continue off with. Um, I think we're going we're gonna to end it here. Um, because it's been like, I think so much value in just like a very short amount of time. Um, Mike, what are your like just ending tips? Um, anything that you'd like to add that we forgot, like regarding 
how do how do one how can one change their I don't know perception of life and become a better person? I would say as you're going through it, one of the most important things is to give yourself grace. You're changing mm-hmm. yourself at a core level. It's been ingrained in who you are, how you behave has been set. You're now changing this at a base level. Don't expect it to like just be, hey, two hours later, I'm totally different. Don't expect yourself not to slide back into the into the ways you are like neither one of us is saying, hey, everything is like super roses. We don't don't face challenges. We face those challenges, but we face them differently. And so give yourself grace as you're going along, as you're learning this stuff and changing, as you're implementing it and moving into who you want to be, give yourself grace for those moments where, hey, I slipped up or this didn't work out the way I expected. Yeah, That would be what I would say. And, and give grace, not just to yourself, but those around you, because they've been trained for who you are as well. Give grace to those around you. Definitely. And um, I would just follow up with that and say, work on yourself, you know, work on yourself first. Like, don't, don't judge anyone around you. Don't like, if you're in like a negative person in a, in a negative environment, don't try to work on others while you're working on it. Just work on yourself. Like everything around it will happen when you work on yourself. The people, the negative people around you will be even more positive and everything will be like, kind of like just focus on the only thing that you have control of is yourself. And by the way, we don't even have control of ourselves, but that's another conversation. But, you know, we can work on whatever we can set intentions to, right? And, and, uh, um, and here's one last book recommendation. Um, <laughs> It's, it's a seminar recording on Audible by Jim Rohn. It's called mm-hmm. Building an Unshakable Character. Something along those lines. Just search Jim Rohn character on Audible and you find it. But it's a very, very good conversation on how to build your character, like yourself. And um, I think it's a great, great, great uh, reference. So, Mike, thank you so much, brother. It was, it was great. Uh, you know, obviously, we've been talking for a longer while than we've been recording this specific podcast but i think we got it you know we got a lot of feedback everybody here watching like or listening to this episode would you share it with us uh share it in your stories um it was it's it's coach mike what's your instagram handle uh it's hi coach mike so h-i-c-o-a-c-h-m-i-k-e hi coach so, mike so tag at coach at hi coach mike and tag also Sagi Schreiber, S-A-G-I-S-H-R-E-B-R. And, um, and please let us know that you've listened to this episode, you enjoyed the podcast, you got some value out of it, um, you know, and have you now, are you considering affirmations instead of affirmations? Are you like, uh, did you get any new ideas? Please share with us either on DMs or just share this, that would be that would mean the world to us because you know there's no like sponsors for the show at the moment this is it it is what it is and you know it's based off of word of mouth so keep the word of mouth going mike thank you so much brother it's been a pleasure and i'm going to bring you back on so this has just been the first initial conversation out of out of way more to come so thank you appreciate you my pleasure my friend thank you 